Hey guys, digital producer Sam Hartle here. I wanted to clue you in on a special project we've been working on here on the 41 Files uh, podcast group. We're big believers in podcasts, not just with uh, 41 Files, but across the entire 41 Action News podcast network. True Diligence, 4th and 1, Screen on the Spot, and 41 Files. So we wanted to kind of do a special series to kick off 2019 to highlight the efforts of other local podcasts here in Kansas City talking about things that Kansas Cityans want to listen to. Last Saturday, I sat down with the producers of the Disc Golf Podcast in Kansas City to get their thoughts on podcasting, on disc golf, and the intersection of the two. Hope you enjoy, and have a great weekend. Trees Bay, living up to his name, got... A little bit of a branch. He didn't hit the trunk or anything. He got the top of it. He's still going to have a fairly routine up and down par, in my estimation. Trees Bane, Mr. Paul Jangles, and Disc and Jane are friends with a podcast. Four and a half mile an hour wind. The sun is out. Not a lot of birds. There's definitely not any mosquitoes or ticks because it's January 5th, uh, 2019. Is this our first podcast of 2019? Their podcast, Slappin' Discs, KC, takes listeners along with the threesome as they play disc golf courses across Kansas City. Trees Bane, Mr. Paul Jangles, and Disc and Jane are in the 41 Action News podcast studio because it's a rainy, windy day outside. There's still snow on the ground. Guys, I'm guessing that today's probably not a great day for, for disc golf. It hasn't uh, been good for a couple weeks now. Yeah, we've been really bumming about not being able to play uh, disc golf for probably... Three or four weeks? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we try to get out there and play whenever it's above freezing and below 110. <laughs> right. Uh, there's not a lot of seasons, but it's been below freezing for. Right, and I think right now with it being above freezing, it's just muddy and just it's just a mess out there. So. All right, so let's get our listeners acquainted with the voices. So Treesbane, that's me, and then Mr. Pole Jangles, that's me, and Disc and Jane. Hey there. So how did you guys? Kind of a motley crew. How'd you guys meet? Uh, so, uh, Mr. Technically, it's Mr. Paul Jangles um, <laughs> is actually my brother-in-law. Uh, uh, I moved back about three years ago from Oregon, right? And he introduced me to disc golf pretty recently after. Uh, and we didn't start doing a podcast for about a year later, but I think two years later because we we just are getting ready to celebrate our one-year anniversary of podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, our first it's podcast on came out on February 25th, 2018. And uh, Disc and Jane here. We like to keep our relationship mysterious. <laughs> I don't appear very often, so I feel like I'm kind of that character in the podcast that, you know, you just kind of has some about. Has some mystique. Yeah, got to wonder about her. Uh, she does contribute off the podcast a lot more. She made our stickers. She produced our first uh, slapping I'm disc. head of the art department. Yeah, she's, she's a big contributor off the scene. You're coming up on the one-year anniversary this coming week. What's, what has it been like producing a full year's worth of episodes? For our very first one, we didn't have our aliases. <laughs> so I think we went by our actual names, which was kind of awkward because Treesbane here sprung podcasting on me out of the blue. We were just playing Shawnee Mission Park, and he was on his phone, and he said, hey, we're doing a podcast. And I said, "We're what? And away we went, but... So we use Anchor to publish our podcast, mm-hmm. and Anchor's a really handy tool. That's how we started. It's really simple. You can do your whole thing on the phone. 
you can publish it from your phone. And that's how we started. But as it grew, as we got more creative with it, we started doing more in post, more editing. So the first couple episodes are a little rough. Yeah, I mean, they're a little rough, but Treesbane's been really doing a lot of, a lot of work on the, the post-production. Six or seven episodes in, I started to use Audacity to do the post-editing, and that added a lot to the podcast. It, it really smoothed it out. Slowly over time, I've built up a soundboard, which adds to the, fla- the flavor of the podcast, I guess you could say. Right. All right. Oh, it's on the other side this time. Yeah. This is, our, this is one of our birdie holes, right? has been. I don't think we're going to birdie it this time around. We got uh, some guys. Looks like they lost the disc in the creek. What got you guys into podcasting? I had planned on doing a food podcast because I'm a chef when I'm not on the course. And I wanted to get some practice in. And we play disc golf. We try to play at least once a week. And I thought it would be a fun way to make it I wouldn't say more interesting because disc golf's fun on its own, but this was something that we could do. It's a, something we share a passion for. Podcasting, uh, I wanted to kind of be part of the cultural zeitgeist. It didn't seem like it would be terribly difficult, especially with the Anchor program to start with. Yeah, and I think it's quite a bit of fun just going back and re-listening to all those things because basically it's just the two of us, for the most part, hanging out mm-hmm. and then getting to hear all of the inside jokes that you might have forgotten about because they usually come out about... A week and a half, two weeks after everything happened. If, if people were watching you record the podcast um, out in the course, what would it look like? The great thing about Kansas City, the Kansas City area, is there's uh, – how many courses do you think there are? There's oh, at least, I think there's at least 30 or 40 or something Within like that. a 30 to 40-minute drive. So our podcast is actually more of a course review than just a disc golf podcast. There's a lot of disc golf podcasts out there, and they're all great. But we've got something unique. We actually review the course as we play it. So it's a play-by-play. This is what this hole's like during this season. And I don't. I think we just came up with the idea out of the way it started. It started essentially with you just recording. Yeah, if you saw us on the course, you wouldn't know we were doing a podcast. And Talk about how you try to incorporate the overall <laughs> environment and what's going on as part of the experience. During the podcast, we're always trying to paint a picture of exactly what's going on. And I think sometimes we do a pretty good job of that. Sometimes we start talking about... Uh, Game of Thrones or something along those lines. So we we get off on segues quite a bit. So uh, we were just discussing it, and I have a theory because it's really crowded out here today, and there's more families out than you'd expect. So I think a lot of people got discs for Christmas, and they're out playing with their new discs because it's the first nice weather we've had since Christmas. That explained a lot of the lack of. What got you into disc golf? I was the one that played disc golf first uh one of my friends he started me playing disc golf he just handed me a a disc i think that actually whenever he invited me i actually took an aerobie and tried Mm. playing on the course at that (laughs) it did not work an aerobie is like a what a 1985 89 round disc that like set the world record for the longest thrown disc essentially So there was a gentleman that when he invented it, he could stand in the middle of a football stadium and then throw it out of the stadium. I had an old one from my childhood, and that's what I used. But 
quickly he handed me a, a driver and said, "You need you need to play with this." Actually, so they, they throw very differently. Yeah, so there there's like discs that are understable and overstable, and it depends on how they're going to turn in the air and that kind of thing. So. He took me out. We played a local course, which is probably the closest ones to where we live. And I kind of got hooked. My wife, uh, Sweet Lady Jingles, she actually <laughs> got me a starter pack. And then Treesbane moved into town, I think, the February after that Christmas, and we started playing. Treesbane, how about yourself? Uh, I was bored on a Saturday. Mr. Paul Jangles <laughs> invited me out. And I had heard about it when I lived in Seattle. It's a real big thing in Seattle. But I had never gotten into it, and I'm really glad I did. It's a great way to spend a couple hours in the park. Now, Disc and Jane, you play occasionally? Yeah, they definitely um, let me. They allowed me to join them a few times in the beginning because they wouldn't, you know, it was something they talked about, and it was a, a huge topic of conversation. My first disc golf throat went behind me because I have no idea what I'm doing, no. and I <laughs> no upper body strength, and, and I just, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I flung it as hard as I could apparently let go way too late and the thing was behind me and i almost like died of humiliation but treesbane was just like yep that's how it goes <laughs> so who's got the best throw uh definitely mr pole jangles uh he's got a good hundred feet on me on the drive i'd say oh i wouldn't say a hundred feet maybe 98 <laughs> i mean i think a lot of it has to do with which disc you're throwing um definitely if you're you want to get the most distance you're probably going to go with a driver um, a lot of people will overthrow it. The key to a, a good long disc throw is to try and avoid from throwing it too high, actually. Um, a lot of people will instinctively try to throw it up in the air thinking that it'll get really high. What typically will happen is it'll just curve off. If you can keep a, a level plane, um, then you'll have more distance for sure. I, I put a lot of the blame on him being able to throw farther than me is he watches a lot of YouTube videos on how to throw Discs. Well, that's true. I mean, if you if you're gonna play the game, you know. I think I'm gonna use a mid range on the on the first throw, just because I think this is one where you'll, you'll be tempted to overthrow it. Because it's a par four, you're gonna want to try to get really far. Uh, truck to refrigerators to dumpster. But I think placement's better than. Treesbane, um, you mentioned that uh, disc golf is big in Seattle. How does Kansas City's disc golf scene fit in to the rest of the country? Oh wow. Uh... You have, to speak, you have to speak for the entire disc golf community now. <laughs> We're one of the best cities in the country to play disc golf. Actually, the world disc golf mecca is Emporia, Kansas. Emporia. Emporia. Really? Yeah, okay. They, or not. they yeah. just had the disc golf world championship there. Right. And they have the, the blown glass open occurs in Emporia, Kansas, I think, in the early spring, maybe early summer, or late spring, early summer. And it draws the most competitors of any. Uh, disc golf tournament in the thousands. Yeah. And that's yeah. right in our backyard. Oh, it yeah. is. It is. Uh, I think they play over the course of like seven or eight different courses, and it's a eight or nine day deal. So and Can- it, Kansas City was voted in the top ten cities for disc golf. Uh, right. I'm not sure where that study was published, but I, by I, the Kansas City Disc but, Golf Association. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually heard a story on the news a few months ago in the morning. They did a little disc golf story, and I texted them like hey what station did that 41 action oh that, there's a little product placement <laughs> there did. when you're recording we when you're you know talking back and forth what do you hope that people get out of spending you know a half hour of their time listening to you guys play disc golf i think probably just a sense of joy or sense of amusement uh and a sense that they need to get out and play some disc golf 
What would you say? Yeah, just just a couple chuckles is all I'm shooting for. There's there's more informative disc golf podcasts out there, but I don't know if there's any more fun disc golf podcasts out there. We're not going to make anybody a better disc golfer. We're just going to make them a happier <laughs> You're disc improve golfer. Their attitude That's about right. disc golf yeah. for sure. Yeah. I've heard the best way to listen to our podcast is while you're playing disc golf. If you're out playing alone and you want to play with some friends, that's a great hmm. way to do it. Anyways, good day on the course. Hopefully we get a couple more of these nice days. Shout outs and shout out to sweet lady Jangles. She said that I said, she said I said that she hadn't been listening to the podcast. Apparently she hasn't. Trees Bane. Mr. Pole Jangles. How should I how should I pronounce it? It's uh, Mr. Pole Jangles. Mr. Pole Jangles and Disc and Jane of the Slapping Discs KC podcast. Guys, thanks for spending some time with us. Today. Awesome. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.